Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? Another day. Another dollar. Another half dollar? Yes. Unless you're producing TLOP and it's another day, another negative dollar. <laughs> it's all right. We love our fans. We do. Shout out to we our fans. We love our listeners. Yes. That's why we're dropping ducats in ducats, time. Yes. Ducats in time on tloponline.com. Uh, oh, you thought you were going to get away from this. I th- or www.theloanofficerpodcast.com. I thought it was away. John, you're a few days removed from being in the Bahamas. It's time for you to get your head out of your ass and get the website I was launched. just about to text you. You want to do Thursday, 10 a.m.? Oh, is that Dennis? Yes. it's. it's you better hurry up. Dennis is getting married soon. That's Dennis's Dennis, choice. Well, it's his problem. That's, yes. Yeah, but it could be our problem if you don't get tloponline.com <laughs> No, it's going to be my launched. problem. Our is the wrong pronoun. Yeah. It will be my <laughs> problem if I don't get the watch. Yes, he's getting married in November. They're going to Puerto Rico. He may get stuck there. He uh, may get quarantined. That's all right. We may have the freaking, like, theta we, vi- variant by we then. We have backup contingencies for the backup. Do we? Yes, I've talked to. Hey, I'm just looking out for our listeners. I'm it's looking about out for our viewers. I know, you know, saying. people watch us. That is crazy. Yeah, that that's a lot of people's preferred method of consuming this. I don't know if you call it entertainment. It's content. If you call it educational. It's all of the above. It's content. Yes. Yeah, on YouTube. There it is. Our YouTube channel. Where else can they find the us? The Loan Officer Podcast. Look, if you're tuning in for the first time, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to leave comments mm-hmm. and commentary, as well as suggestions for future show concepts. Yep. Okay, if you're into listening, like I like to hop on my bike. I got that new bike, yeah. right? Did did like a quick little 24 mile bike ride did, uh, you yesterday it, you morning. You got it fitted for you yet, or no? No, I get fitted on Thursday. Uh oh. I can't wait because already like my lower back and my groin don't like. They're this. not agreeing. No, not the new bike. I'm sure I have to be fitted. Right. Uh, yeah, 250 dollars later. Like a glove. Yeah, hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully I can go more than 24 miles. I started doing 40, 48. Whoa. Eventually 60 on my way to 112. There you go. All right, so. You can listen to us. Mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Anywhere you Really podcast. anywhere you can find podcasts. Yep. yep. Social media, we are everywhere except for Pinterest. What yep. does that mean? That means Facebook. Facebook. TikTok. TikTok. Instagram. Instagram. LinkedIn. LinkedIn at the Loan Officer Podcast. And John, if people want to find you, how do they get a hold of you? Just Google me. And if they want to find you, Dustin, it is Dustin Owen. The preferred method is on LinkedIn. Just go ahead and type, type in the search bar and you will find him. LinkedIn, Dustin Owen. I have 10,000 plus connections. Ooh. Let's make it 10,000 plus one more. There you go. Yes. And it's also a good way to, if you ever wanted to like send me a message, I'm on it pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah, nights, weekends. Like, I don't have anything else to do. No, no. what else do you have to do besides no, just My kids are teenagers. Like, yeah, you think they like, want to hang out with no, me? They're grown. Let them it's do. one of those things, though. Like, last night, Jack was like, hey, Dad, you want to go in the backyard and pepper with me? Do you know what peppering is? When you egg kids on bikes? That's what I used to do in high school. Uh, I played pepper as um, baseball. You mm. could play pepper where you get in a small circle, and one person has a bat. The rest of us usually just have our bare hands, and you kind of lob the ball in, and they bunt it around. I've never heard of that in my life. Yep, so you can pepper, but in volleyball, it's when you you and a teammate get probably, I don't know, 10 feet away. And like hit the ball back to you, like kind of lob it back. Yep. <coughs> okay. Excuse me, I got a little hair in my throat there. There you go. Yep. So he asked me to do that. Okay. I didn't grow up a volleyball player. It's his sport. He fell in love with it. That shit hurts my forearms. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like I think I need to start getting like right. long sleeves right. on. Right. Like, Dad, and I'm like, and so the... The human in me was like, no, I don't want to go pepper. No. That shit hurts my arms. 
the, the dad, dad in me is like, like, hey, did my 16-year-old just ask me to go spend quality time with him doing something he loves? Sure, I'll make time. There's nothing more that I would love to do <laughs> after dinner when I'm already showered and I have on like my t-shirt and my gym shorts and I really just want to lay on the couch with your mom and watch the season finale of Bosch. Right. No. I'm no, outside. I really want to go outside and cover. So we so we do. Okay. Yeah, but no, I was joking about hey, I'm on I'm probably on social media too much. But that's because there's only so much college football I can watch. Only mm-hmm. so many times I can exercise. Only so many TV shows my, my wife and I can watch. And my kids very rarely want to hang out with me. Right. But when they do, gotta I make, will be there. You got to make time. I will be there. Okay. So. Today's episode. Today's episode. Creating clients for life. So creating clients for life. I like this one. This one is universal, honestly. We try to do a lot of episodes that are universal. Mm-hmm. Right? We call ourselves the Loan Officer Podcast, but... Honestly, I've always wanted this show to be everything you should have learned in high school but didn't because it wasn't taught. And anymore, we like to say this show is for anyone who sells homes for a living, anyone who finances homes for a living, or anybody who wants to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Which right. happens to be 75% of the American populace, as I've been told. Ish. Yes. Give or take 5%. It could be 70 it could be 80 somewhere in that ballpark range. Yeah. So most people will work in a career that they would like. To have clients for life. To have clients for life. And most of the strong words, let's just say a large percentage. Right. A large percentage of, of people, right? My buddy, the financial advisor, my buddy who sells life insurance, my buddy, the dentist, mm-hmm. right? My buddy, the, the commercial real estate agent, my buddy, the residential real estate agent, like they want to create clients for life, even mm-hmm. home builders, mm-hmm. right? What does Nike want to do? Create clients forever. Create clients forever. Honda, Ford, yeah. the same exact things. Mm-hmm. So we work in an industry mortgage professionals, real estate professionals, title professionals, financial advisors, Mm -hmm. insurance agents, where it's all about the client experience. So what I want to walk you through is how I have attempted to create clients for life. And last year, 20% of the business that my book, which is managed by Kevin Murphy these days, Mm -hmm. originated 20% was past client referrals. Yeah. So one in five, and I think think that number should be one in three. But one in five were people that had already done business with us. They like how we do it. So here's one that's going to walk you through tips, tricks, strategies for creating a client for life. Okay. Now, I'm going to start at the very beginning. That's when that lead comes in. And John Coleman, you were referred to me by XYZ real estate agent, builder, or maybe your neighbor who is a past client of mine. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to get to know you. And in that conversation, there's a couple of things I want to get across to you, John. The first thing I'm going to tell you is, John, you may or may not know this, but mortgages are not one size fits all. You don't say. Yep, they're not. Mortgages are financial instruments that need to be tailor-made to match your financial needs, wants, and goals, obviously, assuming you qualify for the parameter. So my job is to A, get you qualified. Sometimes that's the easy part. My other job is to equip you with all of the knowledge that you need to make an educated decision on what the best financing is going to be for you and your family. Because John, here's something I want you to know. I want you to know that our conversation today, I hope is the first of many we're going to have over the next 10, 20 years. I'm looking to create a client for life. John, I don't spend a whole bunch of money on advertising, a whole bunch of money on marketing. I get a raise when people like you value the work that my team and I do, and you come back to us. I also get a raise when you tell others. So can I make a deal with you? If I promise to put my best foot forward and give you an experience unlike anything that you've had before or that you anticipated, 
that I can earn the right to be your lender for life and also that you'd be willing to introduce me to your friends, family, coworkers, and neighbors. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah, you'll do that for yeah, me? I could do that. Awesome. Cool. So like, that's the first thing I'm going to do. First time I talk to John, I'm laying that groundwork that, hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Just is. It's kind of like going on a first date. If you're a religious person and religion matters, you should probably bring up your religion on that first date. Mm-hmm. So that that person knows that, hey, this is the path I'm looking to go down. Do you want to go down it with me? Mm-hmm. If you're on a first date and you're looking for something more than just friends with benefits, mm-hmm. maybe a long-term relationship that could lead to an engagement that leads to a marriage, maybe you let that known too. And if that marriage includes children, mm-hmm. you would probably want to know that. Mm-hmm. Like, at least I would. Yeah. If I was back in the dating scene and so-and-so wanted to have kids and I'm like, I'm done having kids. Yes, he or yeah. she should know that yeah. pretty upfront. Yeah. Same thing goes, if I want you to be my client for life, I want to let you know my intentions up front. Hey, my intention is I do the best job. Now, throughout your process, what I'm going to do in order to create that that experience, besides A, I'm going to have a conversation with you unlike what your bank would have had, your Costco lender would have had, or that lender you found online would have had. I'm going to talk to you about your financial picture. Everything from what you're budgeting to how you're saving, mm-hmm. to whether or not you have enough money going towards retirement, mm-hmm. to when you plan on retiring, to how long you're going to own this home for before you think you're going to sell it or pay it off. Like These are conversations I'm going to have, and I can do this because I've become a student of the most basics of personal finance. Mm-hmm. So if you're a lender and you're tuned in and you are not a student to the most basics of personal finance, then hey, go ahead and jot this down. Become a student of basic personal finances. Mm-hmm. Figure out what, what what people like Clark Howard are teaching or Dave Ramsey is teaching or Susie Orman is teaching or so many others out there that have books on the basic principles. Go read The Richest Man in Babylon, mm-hmm. right? And then find a way to regurgitate their teachings to your clients. So those are things that you're going to do to differentiate yourself. But what you're also going to do is you're going to check in with your clients. So John Coleman, if you're my client, I'm going to check in with you throughout the process to see how my team and I are doing. Hey, John, I'm just, I'm just calling to check in. Understand that you've gotten your disclosures back to my processor, Tracy, and she's ordered the appraisal. I just want to make sure that that we're still exceeding all your expectations from a service level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Awesome. Yeah, again, look, I'm going to do this because, like I told you from the get-go, I'm looking at you as a client for life. John, I, I want to do this loan for you. I want to do every loan that you do going forward until you're done getting loans, right? Because we've helped you accumulate and amass so much wealth that maybe you no longer need a mortgage, but maybe your children will. And I want to be their lender, mm-hmm. and, right? And it's, it's doing that across the line. So, so those are things I can do upfront. Obviously, I had to, to do a good job. I have to be able to provide a ironclad pre-approval. I need to close on time. And during that process, I need to call John or John's significant other. I need to give him status updates. I need to answer the phone when he calls or return all phone calls within an hour if he leaves me a message, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I contemplate going to John's closing. Maybe I don't. I know lots of top producers who do not go to the closing, but they still have a script. They still pick up the phone and call John on closing day and say, hey, John, I just want to congratulate you again and thank you for your business. All right. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make your closing today, but that's okay because the best place for me to be is where I'm going to be. That's in the office. If you need something at closing, give me a call, right? That, that means I'm in front of my computer. I can contact my closing department, my processor, my underwriter. Anything that you may need, I'm going to have the best access to it back here at the office. Right. Or you may choose to go to closing because you want to make a celebration out of it. I'm not huge 
into gift giving. I don't think you have to necessarily like drop yeah, a bunch of money on, on gifts. Yeah. Maybe once during the process is a nice touch to put you over the top. Like a gift that I would love to do is when the person has conditional loan approval. Okay, that's good. I want to send a less than $25 gift to their place of employment. Now, COVID and the work from home things would make this a bit more difficult. I want to send it to the place of employment because I want it to be a talking piece oh, amongst wow, yeah. their coworkers. That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, now I need to be mindful. If this person is super private, I'm going to have to gauge that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if, if I at all think the person would be turned off yeah. because I sent something to their place of employment, maybe I wouldn't. Yeah. But I would send something to their place of employment. I mean, it, it could be, again, Google mm. top 25 gifts under $25, whether it's um, some kind of a cool keychain that you would send with, uh, with their favorite sports team yeah. or uh, whether it's chocolates or one of those um, edible arrangements, edible arrangement, yeah. something that just shows your gratitude. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't do it during then, then maybe you make a celebration out of their closing. Maybe you want to attend the closing. When you're early on, I think you should attend the closing at a minimum just to hear how that closing agent conducts the closing. You may pick up a couple things, a couple uh, nuggets of knowledge. Yeah. You may meet the listing agent hmm. who, if you did your job well, is going to want to connect with you. Right. You may get to see the buyer's agent, at which point there's a great chance they're going to refer you more business if the transaction went well. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to see your client which gives you one last opportunity to tell them thank you and to remind them that the number one way that you can see your business grow is when people like them refer you people who are more like them. Yep. And like, I would even say something, John, you know what I've learned in life? For the most part, birds of a feather flock together. You yes. remember that term? Yes, they do. Yeah. Dude, I loved working with you. Yeah. If your friends are anything like you, if your coworkers are anything like you, please do me the honor. Please send them my way. Because if there's anything like you, I want more of you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I just complimented you and I reminded you that this is... Now, if I was really bad at sales, I'd be like, in fact, why, why I have you sitting here? Is there anyone that I should just call and introduce myself to? Like, which of your friends are like, yeah, you would, you would that you just know they should be connecting with me? Because I don't mind calling them. Yeah. As long as I can say you referred them to me, mm-hmm. I can call them and at a minimum, I'll offer them a free mortgage review. Yeah, I can do that. Right? Like, at closing is a great time for me to ask you for that particular referral. I can make your closing a, a cool experience. Maybe, I don't know, I go to the local grocery store or liquor store and they actually sell non-alcoholic champagne. And I can go to the local party store and I can buy really cool plastic champagne yeah. flutes. Yeah. And I come to closing with a non-alcoholic bottle of champagne and plastic disposable flutes. We pop bottles. And we drink $10 non-alcoholic, basically, mm-hmm. apple cider. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's just something. It's cheesy and corny, but it's the thought that counts. Yeah, it does. It's just, it's making a memorable experience. Shout out to rookie loan officer Jimmy Nadu. So, Jimmy Shout onboarded Jimmy. with us, Six. I think, back in February. Okay. So, that's what, seven months ago, Homeboys projected $1.7 million what? in funded volume. Shout out Jimmy. All self-sourced. 80% purchase, Nice, right? Like, yeah, he's doing it. Went to a closing last week. I loved this gift. Now, this was more than $25. A freaking ladder. What? Showed up to closing with a ladder. And I'm like, what a great gift. Yeah. Because everybody needs a ladder. And guess what? I can tell you, 
The green ladder I have that hangs in my garage was purchased 15, six, 16 years ago. And I still remember where and why I bought it. Yeah. Ladders, man, they stick around forever. They're like luggage, yeah. right? They're like luggage. Yeah. He gave a ladder that nowhere was it branded, you know, Waterstone Water. or Jimmy and Adu. No, it's not about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. But what a great gift. It's practical. And it has a forever shelf life, like yeah. two decades. Yeah. Now, if Jimmy really wanted to be creative and a little self-serving, he would have found a way to like put a sticker mm -hmm. underneath the ladder or going down one of the legs of the ladder mm -hmm. that would have his contact information. There you go. That next time, the yeah. next closing, I'll get one. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he can go ahead and create some stickers that says, you know, courtesy of Jimmy or call Jimmy. Yeah. When in doubt, call Jimmy. Yeah. Everyone needs a loan officer in the back pocket. Uh, I got a guy. Yeah. Hey, I got a guy. Call Jimmy. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, but a ladder. I'm like, man, that was such a great gift. So gifting is a great way, but don't overdo it. Like I know a guy who he was doing gifting three different times. I think Whoa. that's overkill. It's like buying your class like too much. Actually, yeah, it's, it's the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. You know, like I don't need flowers plus chocolates plus a mixtape. <laughs> Like right. just one of those three would have done the trick. Right. Like back in the day when I was courting my wife, just one of those three. Yeah. The mixtape or the flowers. Doing all three, man, I kind of. Yeah, it's turn off. It's just, and I had turn off just too much. Yeah. The, it, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Right? So like, I, I don't think you necessarily need to gift three different times. I think you can ask for referrals three different times. You can ask for referrals when you do the initial pre-approval. You can ask for referrals when you do the conditional approval, like the, the, the person's made loan app, the condition approved, then you can ask for referrals again once they've closed. There's definitely three times you can ask for referrals. And you can do it subtly where you're like, hey, man, I'm really enjoying getting, getting to know you and working with you. Hey, man, you and I have really hit it off and birds of a feather flock together. Who else do you hang out with that I should be connected to? Or... You go the Tom James Northwestern Mutual route, which is honestly the, the, the preferred route. And you straight up ask the person, what two people right now are looking to buy a home just like you are? What two people in your friend group could benefit from me doing a free mortgage re review for them? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's now you're getting names and numbers, but one way or the other, you should at least be doing it. And then finally, when you're looking at like a, creating a client for life, well, what am I doing once they've closed? Hmm. What services am I enrolling them in? Right? There's a company out there called HomeBot. HomeBot has a fantastic service. And for a few dollars a month per, per client, per user, I can, at a minimum, have an email go out to my client that talks about what their current home value is. Really? Who doesn't love that? Hmm. Like, how many people out there listening that own a house, Zillow their own home, or go on redfin.com and look yeah. at their own home? Yeah. It should be way, worth way more than that. Yeah. Or for me, I'm like, there's no effing way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't pay that much for that house. <laughs> That's like the first house what? I ever bought. I looked it up and it said like 305. And I was Whoa. like, bullshit. I wouldn't pay more than 240 for it. There you go. Uh, good thing I have no ambition ever selling it because people are going to use that as evidence. Yeah. When uh, I listed for 305 and they offered hey, 270. Wait, wait, hey. Well, I listened to the uh, episode, yeah, podcast, uh, 158. And uh, Dio said, he, yeah. That's what he offered. So that's what I'm going to pay. No, but but we need to be doing things. So HomeBot is something that you could subscribe to. That at a minimum, they're getting an email, right? They're getting an email from you with all your contact information, bringing them a thing of value. Like I like birthdays, and I like a uh, home loan anniversaries. Mm -hmm. That's what I love to celebrate. 
So for me, I keep a running list of all of my clients' birthdays. Hmm. And on their birthday, I'm going to text them from my cell phone a GIF. Are they GIFs or GIFs, John? Tomato, tomato. It depends where you're from. Well, my kids think it's one way, and I can never remember which way it is. It's a split. Some people will say GIF. Some people will say GIF. I think the individual who created it, it's under GIF, but who really calls it GIF? It's better sounding as we call it GIF. GIF is peanut butter. Thank you. All right. I like GIF. Hmm. All right, so if you can go on your phone, you can find a cool little gift for a happy birthday mm-hmm. and send it. So I'll send the gift and I'll send the message. Something along the way is, I hope your birthday is as awesome as you. And I'll make sure I sign it. Like I use one of the little like tilde, yeah. uh, like your favorite lender, comma, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Right? Your favorite mortgage guy, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Okay, how hard is that? How often? Like, how, how, and it's not a Facebook message. It's not like Facebook is disingenuous because Facebook tells me it's your birthday. LinkedIn, disingenuous. It tells me my birthday. Even if LinkedIn and Facebook told me it's your birthday, I'm still going to go to my cell phone mm-hmm. and I'm going to send you a, a text mm-hmm. utilizing a GIF. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something like, hope your birthday is as awesome as you. And if I'm not confident that person has me saved in their phone, I'm going to tell them who they are, mm-hmm. like who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm going to sign like your favorite mortgage lender, Dustin. Yeah. Nowhere in there am I going to ask them to refer me. Mm-hmm. That's cheesy. It's their birthday. It's not about you. It's about them. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what it is about me? On your loan anniversary. On your loan anniversary, what I want to do is I want to be able to reach out to you via email, via phone call, via text. I like all three. See that? All three. Email, text, and phone. Where I'll first start by sending an in, in email. It's a templated email. That just basically says, you know, it was one year ago today that you are five years ago today that you obtained your home loan with me. I just want to let you know how grateful I am to have you as as a client. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to schedule your annual mortgage review. Mm-hmm. Please reach out to me so we can schedule time. Or if I'm really slick and I'm really good with technology, I may have a link to like Calendly. Yeah. Calendly. Yeah. Something where they can actually schedule appointments. See my Calendarly link down below if you want to schedule time, um, et cetera. If yeah. I get really geeked out, I can even like incorporate some of the technology that HomeBot gave me to tell them how much their home is worth. Like, the technology will let you do a lot of this. So maybe I don't want to dive down that rabbit hole because that could be a whole other episode mm-hmm. uh, where we just talk about what technology can do for you. But just know you should be sending an email. You, sh- you should be calling them. Hey, John's a Dustin owner at at Waterstone. Let's say I haven't talked to you in five or seven years. In a minute. Because I haven't listened to podcasts like this that told me exactly how I could create a client for life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey man, first I need to apologize. And I go, for what? Dude, I've done a shitty job of staying in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like my job as a lender, I've always wanted to be your lender for life. But if I haven't told you that and I haven't been staying in front of you. Shame on me. Shame on me. First and foremost, do you still have that mortgage I did for you? More than likely they don't. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I was glad to hear you didn't because you should have refinanced a couple times. Um, but I want to make sure that going forward, I'm the first phone call you make. Would you mind updating me with some some quick information on your current loan? And if they don't have time for me, I'm like, look, I get it. You don't have time for me. I'm just wanting to check in. Hey, is your email still XYZ at XYZ? Cool. I'm going to send you an email. Would you do me a favor when you have five minutes? Would you reply with what your current loan amount is? and what your current interest rate is. Mm-hmm. Because what I wanna do is make sure I'm staying in front of you that if, if if it ever makes sense for you to obtain a new home loan, that I'm the first person you call, or 
if you're looking at purchasing an investment property or that beach condo, I'm the first person that you call. Yeah. You know, it's, look, I don't need to hide from the fact that I haven't done a good job of staying in front of you. I'm just going to call it out. Yeah. I'm going to call it like I see it. Kind of like the last episode, we're talking about recruiters. Mm. My advice to recruiters is tell me what, who you are. I mean, when I was selling TV advertising, I'd walk into a car dealership. All the salesmen and women would get excited. I'd throw my hands up in the air and be like, hey, don't get excited. Sit back down. Drink your coffee. Just another <laughs> advertising sales guy no, walking in. Not here looking for a car. Not going to buy a car. I'm trying to sell you something. Everybody's back's turned at the same yep. time. Everyone running high. <laughs> and point point to your GM. Because I want to talk to the general manager. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, that dude's like hiding Skr- underneath his desk. Yeah, yep. what? But no, it's it's... It's just that. Now, if it's someone that I did a loan for three years ago, it's pretty simple. Hey, John, I'm giving you a call. It's that time of year for us to do your annual mortgage review. Can you believe it's been three years? Man, I feel like it was just yesterday. And if I haven't said it enough, thank you. Like you trusting me with your finances is how I put food on my table. It's how I'm going to help my children hopefully go to college one day. And I appreciate you for it. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. And if it was just last year, it's a much different. Oh my God! Can you believe it's already been a year? It's already been a year. Oh, geez, yeah. How's the home? How's everything yeah. going? Do you have any questions? Right. But doing annual mortgage reviews and celebrating birthdays—that means you're touching your past client twice. twice. Yeah. That means you're touching them twice. You're staying in front of them. Now, if you really, really, really wanted to take it next level, you could attempt to do client appreciation events. Hmm. Right. You could rent out a movie theater. We tend to do this around between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Find a family. Now, during COVID, obviously, way more difficult. Mm-hmm. But something you could do is, is just that. You could partner with someone else in your office to do it, right? If you want to split the cost. Yep. You could partner with a particular real estate office, especially if you do a lot of closings with them. Like there was a time that my production team, 40% of our business came from one particular office. Yeah. So it made it really easy for us to partner with that office to do a client appreciation event. Um, but that's a good way. I don't think you have to do them annually. You can, but you always have to look at ROI and bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost you to do that event? Mm-hmm. Now, something that David Holbrook, my business partner, used to teach us all the time that I totally buy into. He's like, don't run your ROI specifically on how many people show up, Hmm. run it on how many people you got to touch. Hmm. How many people read your email were grateful that they were invited, but said no, because it did, it conflicted with their, with their, uh, their personal life. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's better than someone saying yes. That's someone who's feeling the love appreciates the invite, but they don't show up. Therefore you have to pay for them. (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So although the event may be a $2,500 event, how many people did you get to leave a positive impression on? Yeah. Because a $2,500 event, when you only have 50 people show up, mm-hmm. you're like, crap, that was $50 a person. Yeah. But ooh, but was it? Because if you were able to invite 500, yeah. then it, it, it honestly was way cheaper than that, right? Now it's a $5 per invitee. Yeah. You paid $5 to invite someone, and usually their family, to attend this event. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen people online rent out like small water parks, mm-hmm. right? Not like the big ones, like like Aquatica, here we have yeah, it yeah, in yeah. Orlando, Aquatica, and uh, what, what's the Disney one? Is that Aquatica? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I just don't. Yeah, know. Typhoon Lagoon, yeah, yeah. One of Wet them. and Wild back in the day. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't remember them all. I can't, can't keep up. But like, especially up in like the the northern states where they have what essentially looks like a really cool hotel with just a really badass a connected water park, mm-hmm. 
you may be able to rent out one of those for $10, $15 a person. Yeah. You know, have pizza, soda, lemonade, and water and tea offered out, and it's the invite that counts. Mm -hmm. And then you can decide, do I want to do it every two years or every year? Mm. Right? Does, does every two years bring you as much bang for buck as every year? It, it might. Yeah. It just might. But also know that you can never do it. That's what I was going to ask. How many times is like too much to be reaching out to a client? Like, let's say after they close, if you do it right. Think of yourself as a client. I think twice is enough. Now, physically touching, physically touching. You could do three. You could do birthday. You could do a home anniversary and a client appreciation. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't do various like drip campaigns. You know, there's company like uh, Surefire or Top of Mind where they have a really cool five-year post-closing campaign that is emails and it's um, postcards mm -hmm. that you could pay for. But you have to start looking at, well, what's my ROI if I'm paying for that? Because sending someone an email, a text message, and a, and a phone call on their mortgage anniversary is free. Yes, it is. And sending someone a happy birthday text is free. Yes, it is. So I tend to like the free things because they are guaranteed to have the best ROI. <laughs> the other stuff, the set it and forget it, is for lazy professionals. Hey, if you want to be lazy, you can do it, but it's going to cost you money to be less effective. So I, I, I try to look at everything from a pure ROI standpoint. Um, but you know, there's, there's definitely third party services that you can subscribe to, whether they're postcards or letters. I mean, I, I actually used to do a letter from the heart mm -hmm. that I would send out every December, every December. I want people to know me as the person I would talk about my family. I would talk about the year that we had at work. Really? Yeah. I, there'd be some humble brags in there, but there'd also be some like real real stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like th there's sometimes I sent that letter to the heart out and, um, my wife wasn't too happy. Really? Right. <laughs> yeah. I maybe overshared. Why'd you tell him that? Yeah. <laughs> but it's because I want people to see me for who I am a real person. Yeah. I'm not a machine. I'm a human who does want to help. Who's really good at what he does. So yes, I would send out a letter from the heart and my letter from the heart was one or two pages long. And it just talked about me as a person, me as a business professional, things that went well at work, things that maybe didn't go well, but had a good life lesson that I could then share. I always wanted to end it with words of encouragement as well as words of gratitude, mm -hmm. right? Maybe I started with words of gratitude. I ended it with words of encouragement. And in the body of the letter, I talked about various accomplishments and learning opportunities along the way. I made myself vulnerable enough and made myself real but at the same time, put enough humble brags in there that they knew that I was good at what I did and they should continue yeah, to call continue, me yeah. and refer me their friends, their family, their coworkers, and their neighbors. Mm -hmm. If you ever notice, I say friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, like, yeah, yeah, it just rolls off my tongue because I've said it a thousand times. And I would encourage everybody to be able to have those types of MP4 players in their head yeah. where they can just, you know, rattle off. Hey, John, look, I love working with you. I also love working with people like you. I'm thinking about your friends, your family, your coworkers, and your neighbors. Any of those people that are a lot like you, I want you to please refer them to me. Hey, John, I understand there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all mortgage. I believe mortgages need to be tailor-made to match your financial needs, wants, and goals. When you work with me and you work with my team, that's the type of service that you should expect out of us. And that's the reason why I'm not looking to just do your loan today. I want to do your loan today. I want to do your refinance in four years. I want to do your beach condo, your retirement <laughs> home. I want to even finance your kids' homes. John, you don't even have kids yet, and you may never. But if you do, I want to do their mortgages. Yeah. But I know I have to earn that, John. And my job over the next 
lifetime is to earn your trust for this transaction and let that transaction be the catalyst to every future transaction for you, your loved ones, your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends. Well said. Sound good, John? Sounds great. All right, John. And that's, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. That is it. So there are some tips, some tricks, some pointers on how you two can create a client for life. I'm going to leave you on this. None of that stuff is original. None of that stuff that I come up with on my own. Now, it's my spin on things that I picked up along the way. And I picked up along the way because I attend conferences. Because I myself have paid for coaching. Because I like to network with top producers. Because I'm willing to share things that work for me Mm -hmm. for the sole goal that I can get in return, things that work for others. And then I pick and choose what I want to go with. I put my own spin on it. I swipe, I adapt, and I implement. That's my encouragement for anyone who's tuning in. Hopefully what we shared on today's show at least got your brain working, right? And don't try to conquer it all at one time. Pick one thing Mm -hmm. and do it. Pick one thing and do it. And once you've done it consistently, it becomes habit. Pick a second thing. Do it until it becomes habit. Pick a third thing. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. You have tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. If you tuned in for the first time, please subscribe. Please like. Please share. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to see us or hear us do a particular topic that you have not found in our catalog of 158 other episodes, Mm -hmm. please reach out to us. The best way to do so is either on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or on our LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, at the Loan Officer Podcast. TikTok, at the Loan Officer Podcast. YouTube, at the Podcast. Podcast. John Coleman, he's found on Google, and I'm best connected with on LinkedIn. That is all the time we have for you today. We will catch you on the next episode.